Hello, beloved. I am here to share with you about the 2023 planetary energy theme. And that theme, as uh, foreshadowed in some earlier transmissions, will be and is homecoming. And I'm going to talk about all about that, what that means, how to think about the energy theme coming up, how to be working with all of these different pieces. Kind of the subtitle for this year coming up for 2023 is Go Big and Go Home. <laughs> Instead of Go Big or Go Home, it's Go Big and Go Home. And really, going big is how we go home, is what I want to say with that. And this is essentially like year one. We are in an entirely new game, in an entirely new era. And this is the first year of that era. So when I talk about homecoming, one of the things that comes up is how we have lived for eons with the emotional theme of you can never go home again, <laughs> of exile, of wandering lost in the desert or lost in the stars. And a key driver of that experience over many lives has been the artificial architecture of fear that was created to mimic the natural creational energy's rhythm phase of contraction. So natural creational energy has rhythms, and those rhythms include expansion and contraction. Just thinking about giving birth, for example, or breathing. Now, if we remember the trinity spiral of creational energy, which shows movement, which creates, which mm, demonstrates to us movement along a spiral pattern around and around to the very center of the spiral and then a pathway of moving back out again from that center point. <clears throat> and we apply this to the macro level, like the super macro, completely zoomed out macro level of the impact of the architecture of fear. We can see zoomed out that this artificial version of fear has played itself fully out, dancing along the spiral all the way into the center, around and around in the spiral, tightening in, tightening in, all the way to that end point, which was on December 2nd, 2022, when the architecture of fear was dismantled. And this is an artificial version of fear. Now, all the societal structures, physical and energetic, that were built up around this artificial architecture no longer have a skeleton holding them in place. These each are like they are micro versions of that macro. And so they will now fall faster. They will fall very fast. Imagine, if you will, that you have some big physical structure and the skeleton, the core 
a skeleton holding it together suddenly is gone. What will occur to that structure? It will collapse. And we can choose collectively for humanity what mm, we want the nature and experience of that collapse to be like. So I keep getting this, I've been getting this image a lot around this of like a Jenga tower, you know, that game Jenga, where you start off with like, you know, the big tower of the wooden blocks and you start removing them. <laughs> and the game is basically like, you know, to get to the final, like the last t opportunity to remove a block and keep the tower in place. And then you lose when you pull out the, the, the block that causes the tower to tumble. And so like where we are now in terms of the societal structures, we could have a version of all these sort of towers and structures falling in a very kind of big, clattering, violent way, or we could create a more gentle dissolving, a more gentle collapsing. I want to tell you a little quick story um, of an experience that I had somewhat recently within the last few months. I don't exactly remember when. I had this experience of being, I was on a, a kind of a steep incline and um, I fell and the falling in that location could have been really bad, right? Like it's a location where it would not be crazy to imagine that falling there could have caused broken bones, could have caused you know, significant lifelong injury or even, you know, worse. And what happened as I fell, it's not so much, I've had this experience before of like suddenly time slows down or stops. I've had those kinds of experiences before. It wasn't so much that time slowed down as it was that just suddenly I had this experience of being held as I was falling. And so the, the sensation of being kind of like I was caught instead of, you know, just falling, crashing down into the, the, the landscape there. And I was sort of gently brought down to the ground and placed on the ground, not without a tiny bit of kind of tumult, tumult but very minor, very minor. And as that was occurring, and I was having this visceral experience of being carried and being kind of laid gently down, I was in this kind of conversation inside with this being or energy that was doing this. And it was saying to me, this is so that you know you're always being carried. You're always being uh, caught when you need it. And for your nervous system to have the visceral embodied experience of that. And it was really cool. <laughs> so I, I was brought back to this memory um, when I was thinking about this Jenga tower and how I'm, you know, for me, I'm not interested in the Jenga tower version for society. I'm very much holding for and experiencing and being in the energy of the collective timeline where these societal structures that need to collapse, that need to dissolve, do so in as gently a way uh, as possible. They do need to collapse fully, completely or dissolve. That's necessary. Um, and I think, I, I don't think there's a mechanism 
maybe if we all got together, we could create this. But I don't sense that there's a likely timeline where there isn't some temporary uh, significant disruption or discomfort to many humans on the planet as that is occurring. But there are much worse versions of it, this that are I just don't even see anymore. So I encourage you, as you're thinking about the societal side of what's going on in 2023 and 2024, because these two years go together, they're very related to each other, um, they're like a little bundle, um, you, you really hold for that, okay? Instead of looking gleefully or fearfully for the evidence of destructive, terrible, blah, 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 right? Um, okay, so now... The vast majority of humans all across the planet, whatever their cultures, whatever their beliefs, deeply want to see the end of these energetics. Sometimes we refer to this as patriarchy. There's a lot of different kind of language that we might use with this. Um, I find patriarchy to be useful language here for a variety of different reasons. And without getting into a big giant discussion of what is patriarchy, I'm not going to do that here. What I want to point your attention to about patriarchy is that patriarchy is a micro expression of artificial fear of that architecture of fear. And so patriarchy amongst human society has played itself fully out along its own spiral deepening and moving into greater and greater, if you will, sort of strength of expression or density of expression um, as it's moved closer and closer and closer into its own endpoint. And in many ways, we can see the evolution of patriarchy as the rising primacy of the intellect as the driver of our experience of reality. And as we've gone more and more out of harmony in regards to the trinity of alpha, omega, and the deep sacred current of life force, we have experienced increasing pain. And so now we can begin to bring these back into harmony again at a far faster rate, faster than we can even imagine. And the gap is absolutely closing between kind of human embodied energy and matter organizing around that on the individual and collective planes. So put another way, the energy within us and coming into us as well is speeding up. And the more the energy within us speeds up, the faster the organization of matter uh, around us uh, occurs in a way that matches that, right? So think of a centrifuge. So a centrifuge spins around and the centrifugal force comes from, you know, the center essentially. And at the faster that center is spinning, the faster it goes, the faster and bigger kind of its impact, the centrifuge's impact. Um, like you think of even just the centrifugal force, if you're stirring water in a cup, you're stirring water in a cup and it creates that little kind of whirlpool in the middle. And if you stir a little faster, the whirlpool gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And the kind of the center of that 
will get um, like the the indentation of the center of that will go lower and lower and lower and the sides of the water in the glass will go higher and higher and higher like you could easily also even with a full glass you could end up spilling water out if you're kind of creating that faster and faster piece so think of that centrifugal force very important um, kind of visceral energy that you can tap into and remember that and this is really omega energy okay this kind of like centrifugal vortex at the center this is like the black holes that are at the center of galaxies right which are the natural organizing principle for that galaxy so this is all coalescing in and we are going to start moving out of that spiral now we've actually begun um, but we're at just like the very beginning of it. So now we're in this entirely new quote unquote game of being human on earth, but it's also a new game, not just for humans and not just for earth, but for all the star systems with whom you may commune or have soul origin from. So here on earth, in our human experience, 2022, prepared us for all this with its choose your own adventure energy theme. If you remember, has been the 2022 planetary energy theme with choose your own adventure. Or as, um, as I know some people have kind of, uh, paraphrased that as kind of the joking of sort of like fuck around and find out, <laughs> which is like, yeah, absolutely. Like choose your experiences and then see what occurs. Right. So the options in 2022 were very much about showing you more rapidly the manner in which you are choosing to experience reality. Notice how it's completely neutral. It's completely unattached to that there's a right way or a wrong way or a good or a bad way or any of that. It's just simply what is the manner in which you are choosing to experience reality and helping you through that happening faster to come into awareness that in fact, you do get to choose how you experience reality. And you do get to develop more and more capacity to be in greater, if you will, authority or sovereignty around your own experience with reality. And everyone's experience is their own. And the capacity to come into greater and greater kind of authority with that is really driven by, um, you know, the capacity to come into neutrality and the capacity to come into being at cause versus being at effect and being in neutrality versus being in a kind of a one up or one down kind of judgment position about oneself in relationship to another. So. And of course, you can imagine that both of those are very nested in boundaries work as kind of core foundational pieces for getting you there. Okay, so remember also that Earth closed her lower timelines at the beginning of 2022 on January 21st, and that created a great deal of acceleration. And so that's been all sort of like prepping us to kind of get to this point as we were sort of coming into the sort of rising crescendo of coming to the center, closing out point of the particular spiral that we've been in for, you know, a massive amount of like, quote unquote, time, um, kind of in terms of like earth human time. I mean, what are we talking about here? I, I don't know. 
many, many millennia. Okay, many, many, many millennia. All right, so now we're in the new game, and the new game has many iterations available with the underlying feature across all of them being what is the experience of moving out from the center of the spiral, moving out from that end game point after the dismantling of fear architecture and knowing all that we now know. So for many, the desire will be to engage with a game of creating within themselves access to and living experience within what we have known as the kingdom of wise innocence, which itself is transforming into the lands or the realms of wise innocence where, where no rulership is needed or even allowed. So the game there is to take off and put down one's crown if one has fully accessed that already and been wearing it. Some are ready now to shift from warrior mode into wearing the crown for the first time, which is also a beautiful experience. Others never desired or played either warrior or crown wearer and have been waiting only for these new lands of wise innocence to become accessible to them within their human experience and to anchor that return that it's not even really a return because it's new. It's a new version, but there's a sensation of I've been here before, but it's not a return of something. There's a whole new thing of it. There's a whole new version of it, right? Which is really, yeah, in many ways, kind of the, the, the point of wise innocence is that it's not just the return of innocence. It's with all of the wisdom of experience. Now, this is going to, this issue uh, that I'm describing here uh, of this kind of, you know, the kingdom of wise innocence transforming and this shifting into that being available for more and more humans to access as kind of the lands and the realms of wise innocence is going to play out over the next several years with specific grouping together of 23 and 24. And 2023 is the year of foundation building specifically for the coming decade. So start thinking about a decade-long perspective when you're thinking about your thoughts and plans and your devotions and your attentions for going ahead. And think about 2023 as year one of this decade-long period and that 2023 is the foundation building and I receive this as homecoming, as coming home to yourself, to your full self within your human vessel and putting roots down within your human self in a deeper way than we have ever done before. Now, as we do that work, as we have that experience, I want you to be aware that water and waterways in 2023 are key, 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 central theme to be working with. And both inner waters within your physical biology and earthen waters as well for the planet, remembering that Earth's body and your body are the same. See my transmission on that from earlier if you missed it. And this 
experience of the waterways within and without uh, in our human body and on the earth as a mic as a kind of a fractalization of our interconnectedness with all living beings with earth of ourselves to all to all the others and water itself is of course is life is is the source of life life comes from water life can't exist without water the way we know life and is in many ways a a vibrant and core physical expression of omega energy water is a conductor it is a portal it expresses itself in many different phases to use sort of the scientific terms of phases of matter Right? where it can be frozen as a solid, it can be liquid as water, it can be gaseous as fog, it can be, um, uh, you know, think about all the different forms of precipitation that can occur. Um, when we see water express itself from a higher dimensional perspective, which we can come more and more into access to as our own embodied access to higher dimensional experiences increases, that higher dimensional expression of water becomes uh, an absolute portal to everywhere, everything uh, in and of itself and can be something that it just gets into too much esoteric to talk about here and water isn't our core theme for today but um, I've talked about water in a couple of earlier transmissions and we'll be talking about it I'm sure more this year but I just want you to really come into paying attention to water in every aspect that you experience it and interact with it all right and within that that connection between Earth's body and your body. Your body and Earth's body are the same. Now, as we move along here in our understanding of 2023, I want you to think about your relationship with Earth. Most humans, if they think about their relationship with Earth, think about her as mother. And it is time for a more multifaceted relationship for you with Earth. She is not just mother, she is also sister. She is also friend. And she is also child. All in one. Spend some time feeling into all of that, but especially spend some time feeling into your relationship with Earth as like a child, as like your child, instead of just as your mother. And as you come more and more into your own homecoming within your body and your homecoming of your cosmic self within your earthen human body and within your relationship to earth as home, all of these different levels are true, right? The flower grid, the flower energy grid, the new one that opened up for earth in May of this year, is becoming more and more available to you within your own biology, your own human biology. And you can go to the Founder Codes materials 
um, that have shared with everyone uh, to get more kind of guidance, um, guided journeys and uh, intel uh, and teachings to support that process for yourself, if that's calling to you at this time. So we are throughout 2023 in particular, in this process of homecoming over time, we are exploring and expanding our creational trinity capacities which I spoke about in a particular lesson recently as a transmission. And so as we move faster and faster along this evolutionary path to homo lumens, this capacity for an understanding and visceral lived experience with creational trinity uh, energies is going to be a key part of that. So really play with that, however that opens up within you. Now, for some, this homecoming experience may manifest itself very kind of on the nose in terms of your external experiences. You may literally find yourself changing homes, changing jobs, restructuring or redesigning your business, your income generating activities. Um, you may find that true divine partnerships are coming into availability to you in your human form now in a way that they have not before. The key to 2023 lies in the new access to the to capacity and developing increased sovereignty within our human neurobiology now that the architecture of our artificial fear has been dismantled. So much of our work that we have done around working with our neurobiology and particularly our nervous system has been done in extreme kind of against extreme headwinds because of this architecture of fear, which many of us have just assumed that's just all part of the nervous system and it has not been. So our access to our nervous system and our neurobiology in full, which is nervous system and brain, the whole system within your human biology is radically opened now. And that is, I would say, if there's any way of, if there's any specific kind of core underlying work for 2023, wherever you're at and whatever version of the game you want to play, it's going to be entirely about this, this building of capacity with your neurobiology, with your nervous system and your brain and how they work together. Right? And of course, your nervous system impacts all systems in your biology. So it's not like nervous system and brain off somewhere in a vacuum, not relating to every other aspect of your body. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. But there is also this uh, very specific relationship that the neurobiology has to the esoteric, to the intuitive. We'll talk more about that in a moment. So the nervous system, I want you to understand some things about your nervous system, all right? The nervous system runs the show for virtually all humans until they come into awareness and skillfulness with it. So this is true. This is just science. This isn't even esoteric, okay? And not everybody has spent, you know, decades studying and playing around with neurobiology, science and research, but Absolutely, or, or human psychology, you know, the uh, other disciplines that are related to this. 
But absolutely, your nervous system is running the show. And this is why people will often say things like, oh, you know, 90 for, you're, you're only making 5% of your decisions or 10% of your decisions. The rest of them are being made by your subconscious, which is just another way of speaking about your nervous system. Um, uh, but I think it's more useful to speak about your nervous system and help you understand the biology, the physiology when we're talking about subconscious, it can get a little like abstract and weird and how do I work with that? What do I do with that? Um, but there's actually specific ways that you can work with this. All right. So <clears throat> when your nervous system is running the show, it is literally hmm, focusing the brain on seeing reality through certain lenses and you can only see through these certain or like little, you know, uh, you know, little, um, uh, view, view ways. Cause it's not so much about, I mean, it can be lenses, but lenses might be confusing, but it's more sort of like, mm, if you're looking out at a giant landscape and you're outside looking at the landscape, you can see everything. You can look all around and see everything. But if you're inside looking at the landscape, then you can only really see what the windows let you see. And the nervous system is essentially deciding which windows you get to look out at. So you don't even know that over to your left is actually this massive waterfall and this incredible river system that goes out to the ocean because your nervous system has organized kind of the house of you, if you will, so that you can only see the landscape over here where it's like, oh, over here I see this meadow and that's the whole thing that's everything so when you can come into uh into understanding and working with your nervous system more fully and how it's relating to and kind of running your brain um and people like to imagine that in fact their brain is running their nervous system and it is exactly the opposite and that our intellect is in charge our conscious decisions are in charge this is almost never true for virtually all of us, uh, unless we have done a concerted amount of focused work. The reality is whatever we think our brain is telling us, whatever we think the mental models are, they're just those limited windows and that's it. So we have to come into a combination of skill and capacity and discernment of the visceral embodied experience of, oh, that's what it feels like within my being and within my body when my nervous system is like taking over and hijacking an experience subtly or extremely and what it feels like when I'm able to, uh, to, to kind of get back into uh, a more uh, authoritative, if you will, or, or in charge of my experience state and the kind of awake awareness, the mental models that you're using. So we, I talk about this often, so this won't be new to those of you who've been with me for a while, but this combination of visceral embodied experience and mental model or awake awareness or aha, they go together. And it's this dance where we're sort of like, up. Oh, this one step forward with the, from the left foot, one step forward with the right foot. And we go forward that way. Or like rock climbing is an analogy I use a lot where it's like we need these different sort of like finger holds or toe holds as we're moving up the, 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 the wall of this. And really what we're doing is we're moving up a spiral. Everything is in the physical embodied human experience 
is the spiral is sort of extended out into a kind of we move around and up the spiral and as we complete with certain experiences the spiral gets narrower and narrower and narrower because things fall off at the new level that we don't need to revisit again but some of them we're revisiting again but at a higher level with more capacity so what i want you to understand about the nervous system is that it has an absolutely vital role in the esoteric, in the energetic, in the intuitive as well. So just staying for a moment with what I've been describing, when you can accept or understand the idea that your nervous system is running the show and it's only letting you see the landscape outside through particular windows, what you think is your intuitive understanding of things is going to be at best partial and incomplete. So you can't really trust what you're receiving, what you believe you're receiving intuitively or esoterically when your nervous system is really deeply in charge of things, particularly if there's a lot of toxic stress or trauma embedded into your system from your early experiences, which frankly most humans have. And so that what you think, oh, this is the guidance I'm receiving. Oh, this is my intuitive understanding of what's going on in this moment. Even if we're not even talking about esoterics, we're just talking about like my gut instinct, right? That kind of concept. Your gut instinct is actually often entirely directed by what's going on in your nervous system and these preset windows that you're allowed to look out, which are largely defined before age seven, certainly impacted after, but largely defined before age seven. So can you trust your instinct in that case? Probably not, which sucks. And like, that's terrible. Like we don't want that. So just, you know, leave that over there for a minute. Okay. So I want to talk about the nervous system's role though. Um, zooming out again for a moment in, uh, the esoteric, the nervous system is actually a bridge between the energy body and the physical body. I'm going to talk about what I mean by energy body. It's a phrase that gets used by a lot of people and what I'm, and of course, physical body. So let's start with physical body. So we think of our physical body, you know, as this one singular physical unit, we touch ourselves. It feels really firm. It feels really solid. But in fact, just science, human science, it makes it very clear to us that we're just sort of this loose collection of particles, sort of like loosely held together and mostly that we're actually empty space which I know sounds like really weird based on your own experiences or what you think of as your experiences, but it's actually a fact that you're mostly empty space in terms of your physical body. Now your energy body is essentially like a mirror or a duplicate because it's not a mirror in the sense a mirror actually creates a reversal. It's not that it's just like a duplicate of exactly your physical body, but it's pure energy. It's there's no physical component to it. And your energy body actually determines how the matter of your physical body organizes itself. The nervous system is like the bridge between these two. So when the nervous system is like kind of a mess, you can do a lot of energetic work, but it won't translate over into the physical fully because that nervous system bridge maybe isn't available or it's only partially available. 
you know, instead of it being like a wide open bridge, it's just got like one little like, you know, dirt road available. So understand and feel into, if you can, just the kind of the visceral sensation of your nervous system as sort of like having like, you know, sort of legs in both worlds of your energy body and your physical body and being this kind of almost intermediary or liminal, interstitial between the two, which also is very interesting when you think about the way in which the nervous system and the subconscious, you know, they're basically the same thing from different disciplines, different ways of talking about them. And the way when we talk in so sometimes when we talk about certain esoteric experiences, we talk about kind of like going journeying into the underworld, doing shadow work, all of that. Like we go down in and our access and our availability to kind of do that can be very much directed by what is going on with our nervous system. And some of us have the experience of like, I'm always in the underworld and it's really shitty. I'm always doing shadow work and it's really shitty. I would say that in fact, that actually isn't the true underworld. That that is again, like a filtered or a conscripted version. Um, that the underworld absolutely can be completely brutal, but there's a purity or a fullness or an integrity to the true underworld that shifts in your access to it or your experience of it, I should say, when you access it from a place of being, uh, having capacity with your nervous system. There's really no other way to describe this um, other than for having the experience itself because you've got to, it's just, it's got to be the visceral embodied experience. So, <clears throat> but this is all going to be big parts of the work in 2023. Like this is the work in 2023. Some of you have already done all of that and all it's going to be is it's going to be a very fast kind of like, ah, yes, now let me acclimate to my, you know, my, my very nuanced, very detailed, very uh, deep understanding and relationship with all of my neurobiology. Now that I'm no longer shackled in by this 800 pound gorilla on my back of the, of the architecture of fear. Awesome. Let's do that and kind of orient to that, which is sort of these first few weeks that we as we go into the year and then like let's go for others it's going to take a long time it may be the whole year it may be the focus of your you know completely of your devotional work in 2023 because this is the foundation year this is year one as i said so other key homecoming themes so homecoming for some is going to mean fully expanding inwardly and outwardly into the ability of essentially popping up and out of the service-oriented pathways of experience. Service to others, service to self. These service to self and service to others have been the core sort of definers or, 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 or ways of describing or actually experiencing ourselves as humans and many have put these into kind of a polarity or kind of a binary sort of service to self versus service to others engage with this now not as opposites or polarities but as a back and forth as interplay as a dance right where focusing in each area 
helps you rise up there, which enables you to then have more movement and rising up in the other. So your service to self helps you move up in your capacities within yourself, which enhances your capacities to be in more powerful effectiveness in your service to others. And as that experience expands and becomes stable within you, you then have the capacity or the drive to come into more service to self and so on and so forth. As you essentially move back and forth between these, sometimes simultaneously almost working with both at the same time, in a manner that allows you to keep elevating what is the core driver, the core motive for your service to self or others. Moving up from the motives or drivers that are for kind of survival, from fear, that are in a sense of obligation but without being able to choose, a sense of sort of chosen and accepted obligation, a sense of kind of like love and concern for some specific cause or, um, or purpose, um, a sense of like, you know, deep purpose or mission that has a very specific nature. Um, all the way up, I feel like kind of like the top level of service to self and others drivers is really the, uh, the, the kind of the, the purpose of being in service to something abstract and kind of high level of like, I'm in service to love. I'm in service to divinity um, within myself and within others or some version of that. And yet, even there, my existence is transactional. It is conditional. It is contingent upon me being in service to these other things. And if you're, when you get all the way up to the top of I'm in service to love and I'm in service to divinity, these are not energies that want you to be in service to them. They want you to exist for your own sake. They want you to have the experience of your unique embodied expression of the deep sacred current of life force. Life force doesn't want you to be in service to her. She wants you to be her in the way that only you can. This is, in many ways, this sort of service piece that I'm talking about is its own spiraling up, narrowing as you go. The drivers of each of these levels elevating and purifying as you go until suddenly there is this opportunity to pop up and out into beingness for its own sake. Being for the pure joy of yourself as a unique embodied expression of the deep sacred current of life force with not even a shred of transactional or conditional definitions on your existence. And this is the true homecoming, wherever you are in the personal spiral of this. So we keep doing the work of tending to and expanding our skillfulness with our nervous system and our brain. And this is the place for devotion in 2023. And in a manner that is aligned most purely with highest integrity with the individual ways in which you want to express that because you're moving into 
a more and more true, complete, full access to an embodiment of all of yourself. And the bigger your embodiment of all of your cosmic self coming into your human biology is, the more you're going to need to have the expansion of your nervous system to allow for that. And so you're going to have these challenges are going to come up that are like, oh, wait a minute, I don't know that I can actually go all that way in. What are you talking about? What would actually happen if I blah, 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 you know, whatever the thing is related to being your bigger, more, ever more true embodied expression of your, of your soul here in this human is going to require continual tending to nervous system and brain. The body is like the garden within which this work is happening and you have to tend to that. It's your job. No one else's. And so even those who are like, oh, I'm popping up and out of service and I'm popping into the bonus round that you described before, Melanie. Great. You're going to have these moments as well. And when you get really skillful with it, then you can move through those experiences quite quickly. They don't have to be some big, long, drawn out, you know, torture show for months and months and months. It can be very fast, but not unless you have built the capacity, the skillfulness. It's a craft, you know, it's as much art as it is science. Uh, so this kind of devotion into homecoming is going to require that work. And there will be throughout 2023, and you may already be seeing this in your life, a widening kind of schism between those who are doing this work and those who are not. Those who are not doing this work and who are staying deeply at effect and deeply out of neutrality, whether they're in a, you know, one up or many up judgment, looking down on everybody else, or one down, you know, many down, looking up at everybody else in judgment, they are going to just start falling away from your life in various ways, depending on kind of how you're organizing things in your life. Uh, and if you fight to keep them in your life, it's going to create specific opportunities for you to work with how do you how do you do that? How do you engage with that? You may be called in to support those who want to do the work, but don't really know how to yet, or like are kind of like lower in the beginning or just getting started um, with this work. And this may be a new a part of this homecoming for yourself. Maybe I want to help people do that. I want to kind of reach back and help pull people up to, you know, wherever I am in this spiral of experience. It's going to be absolutely, I, I want to encourage you to do that, provided that you get skillful at it and you stay humble about the realities of what's involved in doing that work. I consider that work to be absolutely sacred, absolutely holy. And there are a lot of people out there who say that they're doing that work and they're not functioning from integrity. Integrity will rapidly become the new currency 
in 2023. You already are seeing that in place in a variety of different ways. I want to say that again. Integrity is becoming the new currency. And everyone will have way better kind of inner spidey senses for those out of integrity. So look to your own house, homecoming, within, where are you in integrity? And not, I'm not talking about like go into inner collapse. Oh, I'm not good enough. I can't help any, you know, whatever. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being very honest. Where are you at? What are you actually able to do? What do you know if you're going to essentially support people and open them up in some vital, central way? Are you going to be able to tend to that in a correct way? And then essentially support and then close up correctly. If you're not sure how to do that, like this is a good time to go find places where you can learn how to do that, that aligns with you and that feels like it has really true integrity. I do not offer uh, any training programs for that. So before you reach out to ask me, um, I do in my private one-on-one uh, containers um, where somebody's really interested, I will train them kind of where they're at. Uh, but that's a very different thing than kind of doing a, uh, you know, kind of a group mentoring program around a thing. Not because you need a certificate, please, enough with the certificates, like nobody cares. And so many people are functioning with certificates and completely out of integrity and do not have the skill set. They mean nothing to me. Um, and so it's really about just for your own learning and knowing. So with this, practice meeting yourself where you are at. This is really important to homecoming, really important to 2023, really important to this nervous system work as well. Practice meeting yourself where you are at, not where you wish you were. And I'm not saying to not have desires about where you want to be. That's beautiful as well. Practice meeting yourself where you are at. And if you don't know how to do this, which would be completely reasonable, nobody teaches us how to do that <laughs> unless we're parented in some spectacular and rare way. If you don't know how to do this, practice it on others in your life, just in your day to day. Meet them where they are at, not where you want them to be is often easier to kind of practice certain things or to get the inner feeling or sensation of how to do certain things like this by approaching it in relation to another rather than in relation to oneself. So what does it look like to meet somebody where they're at and not where you want them to be? It means that you have to be able to essentially come into awareness or of what's true for others versus your projection onto them, or at least to be aware that you probably, because humans are all doing this, projecting something onto them, how do you check in with them? How do you find out? Hey, it looks to me like you're mad because I didn't do the dishes when I said I would. That's like, can I check in with you about that? Is that true? Oh no, I don't care about that at all. I'm mad because, you know, my package didn't get delivered on time. I don't care that you didn't do the dishes. Oh, okay. So that's a radically different experience 
than spending the entire day skulking around being having a whole inner dialogue with yourself around like yeah but I, you, I didn't do the dishes because like I'm tired and I never get any support and I don't blah 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 the things and stories and defenses and da, 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 and you don't do the blah 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 having this whole big conversation and relational interaction with this other person in your head that has nothing to do with reality whatsoever other than what's inside you and those inner stories by the way are great data where are those inner stories taking you when you're in that oh whoops i fell out of just meeting somebody where they're at into projecting something onto them in what way did i project onto them because that's about me it has nothing to do with them but that data is really useful because if that story is all about like you know whatever that story is about it gives you information i don't want to spend a bunch of time going into detail because i've been talking for a really long time already i think i'm not sure how, how long this is going but it's important right the whole year uh, overview is, is always really important for people and people come back to this and visit this regularly throughout the year you may even want to like mark it on your calendar once a month I'm gonna listen to this again and see what does it mean to me now where I'm at in my journey um, I hear from people regularly now who are using um, you know the I don't know however many 85 or 90 transmissions that are out there actually as like a self-study mechanism on their journey into homo lumens and their esoteric expansion which I just think that's absolutely beautiful I love that um, because it's just it's all there it's all there for free so practice meeting yourself where you're at not where you wish to be this is going to support you to shift towards greater neutrality and greater being at cause versus effect. And you're going to get to actually, when you're doing this with others, right? Some of the benefits of when you're meeting others where they're at, instead of where you, where you want them to be or what you're projecting onto them, which you may, may be like, I don't want that. But you're, if you're making an assumption about where somebody's at without checking in, right? Like what, what's the old saying about assumptions, right? It makes an ass out of you and me. So benefits of this, you get to actually be in relationship with your actual loved ones and not a projected version of them that doesn't exist except for inside your head. So that's kind of a cool experience, right? And you get that visceral embodied experience of, oh, that's what it's like to feel into where someone is actually at. And now I can maybe do that for me, for myself, because it is often harder to do many of these things for, for the self, right? And I would say, however, you might organize yourself to be in service to others related to helping people kind of move along in this journey that I've been that I was describing a few minutes ago. If you can't meet people where they're at versus where you want them to be, you're not going to be able to function in that kind of a role with integrity. So be very thoughtful about that. Be very thoughtful about that. Okay. Let's see where are we at. Okay, so the other thing, yeah, I mean where you because also where you're at is actually your current home as well, right? So kind of get comfy there. <laughs> All right, so I feel like this is the core of what I want to say about 2023. Honestly, I feel like I could also talk for six more hours, but my voice you can probably hear is getting a little raspy. Can't talk for six more hours, and also this is getting long enough. So I just want in summary to just remind you, 2023 is like year one. We are just getting started in a completely new game. What is the experience of being an embodied human without the architecture of fear running our bodies? 
how we can then come into deeper connection, deeper skillfulness with our nervous system, our brain, and all of our biology. Understanding the nervous system as a bridge, as an intermediary, as a kind of an interstitial, like feed in both worlds between the energy body and the physical body. Homecoming within, bringing more and more of your true self, your soul self, your cosmic self into your embodied human. This journey into Homo Lumens, which is the Trinity union of your human self, your cosmic self, and your original self into your human body. And that 2023 is the foundation building year for whichever way you're thinking about playing the game. And a couple of last points around timing for 2023. Choose your own pace. Choose your own timing. Understand that the energies are going to continue to speed up at ever faster rates of acceleration. Your personal way of interacting with that is only yours. No one can tell you what that is. And interestingly, you may find that the most effective way to deal with these faster energies is to slow way down. The vast majority of what you have thought about as being super important and super critical doesn't matter at all anymore. Throw out all your assumptions about what really matters and what's really critical and start bringing in kind of each one and sort of test it a little bit. Maybe it had literally nothing to do with anything other than as a construct of the architecture of fear. The, um, let's see, the kind of like things moving into matter, bringing things into form, getting plans going, that actually there is a, a slowness to that kind of energy in the beginning of the year that serves you well. So it may feel frustrating. Try to say thank you for helping me slow my roll, for helping me be thoughtful, for helping me check into is the view that I think I have out of the windows about what I think is 2023 for me in my human and what I want to bring into form is that view the whole view or is my nervous system limiting what I can see? For some people, the whole first quarter or most of it of 2023 is just going to be preparation, which is great. Totally cool. A few people are going to be like, woohoo, like already getting out of the gates, you know, very early in January. That's not going to be the majority. And I'm talking about the majority of those of us who have already done a huge amount of this work. Okay. So don't put any of that pressure on yourself. Your journey is unique. Honor it. Meet yourself where you're at. Be ruthless in your truth telling to yourself. And how you want to play the game, it can change. You always have the right to change your mind. You're evolving. Everything will change as you go along all the time. And you can choose as you go. Okay? Have fun more than anything. Please have fun. 
uh, it can all this can sound very serious and very heavy, but you know me, like if it's not fun, I'm not here for it. <laughs> it's like, it's all about the fun. So, you know, whatever you choose as the organizing principle for your quality of life, your life design for 2023 nested within this large planetary energy landscape that I've just laid out for you. I hope that it is something like delight or play or fun or joy or love. Whatever that is for you. All right. And remember that you are not in it alone. Your journey is unique, but it is happening alongside interconnected, deeply interconnected, inextricably interconnected with everybody else and everything else on this planet. Okay. I hope this is helpful. I hope it's fun and enjoyable. Uh, and I hope that you continue to use it as a useful reference point as we go. 2023, coming up in a couple of days. The year of homecoming. Go big and go home. <laughs> All right, beloveds. I love you. Thank you for your light in the world.